that this is a critical institution that you have set for us to be able to be a part of. And it's time for us to be able to understand how crucial it is, Father. So I humble myself and allow you, Father, to use me as a vehicle to be able to carry this message out to the congregation and all those that are at the sound of my voice, Father. Father, we love you. And it's in your precious son's name, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, that we pray and ask all things. Amen. So I want to say this morning that this is one of the most exciting topics that you can talk about when you talk about man and woman. This institution that God had put together is one of the things that I can't even fathom how great it is. I mean, it's almost like if you sit there and somebody put a buffet out and the buffet stretched as far as your eyes can see and they had everything on that table that you love. And everybody that you knew that was supposed to be so great at how they cook and everything else, they were the ones that prepared this table that you could see for as long as your eyes can stretch. This is all the food that's sitting out there, Brandon, for you to be able to eat on. That's how this thing about man and woman is, that God has put this inside of me. That all of a sudden, here it is, all the good stuff that comes up out of this book. And I want you all to get this that comes up out of this book that tells you and I what it really means to be able to be a part of that institution. So today we're going to get serious about this. And I'm not going to worry about the time because most of y'all know that sometimes spring is always around. The spring's out there now, but I ain't looking at her. Because this is one time where I'm going to tell you that God knows that this is a table that I love to eat at. And I know that I'm only going to have about 20 minutes to eat at this table, so I'm going to get as full as I possibly can get. And I want you to know that God has been working me early in the morning. I woke up and Spring and I were in bed. I want you to get this. When Spring and I were in bed early this morning, and all of a sudden we said a prayer to one another. And after I got done praying, Spring was still laying there. And then all of a sudden I just started to cry, Bo, uncontrollable. And I was crying because all the marriages that are out there that I see struggling, struggling in this world. And I kept crying, and I couldn't stop. And then I thought I was going to stop, and then it started up again because God brought me to Singing Oaks, and he showed me the marriages inside of Singing Oaks and showed me that there was marriages struggling right now. And he's saying, Mark, I want you to get people to see how serious this thing is. Don't run from your TV. Don't tell your kids there's a madman on TV. No, you tell your kids, here's a man of God. Don't run. Everybody that's sitting right now, just be quiet. Don't touch nothing in your house. I want you to listen to the word of God. And what this means, this is the table that I like to eat at. And see, Satan thought he was going to get to me. I got up out of bed and went into the closet because I couldn't control myself. And I was in the closet praying. And I couldn't stay there. Started moving. And I got up out of the closet and said, I'm going to walk around the house while this spirit is on me. I want this whole house to be blessed. And I walked around all over the place, opening up closet doors and everything because the spirit was on me. God was preparing me for this fight this morning. I'm waiting for Satan to come and show up. I got something for him that he needs to understand that this is no longer a game. I'm not going to sit back any longer and see marriages struggling. After the day, you're going to see a new man coming at you. I ain't taking any excuses from anybody because God sent me. He knows this. He prepared me for this. And when I got back 
After I was walking around the whole house, I'm going to get to the story about man and woman. I'm giving you the opening remarks first. I told you, this is Mark now. God got a hold of me. And when I got back there, Spring was sitting in the bed, eyes wide open. She was saying, is this a madman or what? And I grabbed her hands and we started to pray some more. See, because God was preparing me. So I'm telling Satan right now, no more are you going to be coming at any marriages that's in the body of Christ. I want you to get this. And anybody that's not married, I'm going to be talking to you too. Because don't step into marriage until you have a relationship with the man called Christ that I'm going to talk to you about. Is this making sense to you at home? You can get on the net. I know Bo is looking at the things. Click, tell Bo. I'm awake and I'm listening. Talk to him. That's how you'll talk to me. Does this make sense so far? Now we get ready to get into it. I knew God knows that the way that I get into this thing, I may not stop. Because I ain't looking at that clock that's up on the wall. But that's okay. You can blame it on Mother's Day. It's a special day. So if I take some extra time, it's for the mothers out there. That's all. So I want you to get this. So God said, Mark, I want you to give it to them in three steps. The first one, I want them to know the purpose of the marriage. Then all of a sudden, the second step, the problem that occurs in the marriage. And then the third, which is where he said there's the potential. Because most people never get to the potential part. But we're going to get to it today. Because I'm telling you, I'm taking the fight straight to Satan. I ain't afraid. And if you two are sitting at home right now, bitter with one another, one sitting on one side of the couch, or the other one's on the other side, by the time... God gets through working with me today. You two are going to join each other in the middle of the couch and tell God how you are recommitting yourself back to him. I'm hoping this is making sense to every one of you at home. I'm bringing the fight straight to you. This is what I want you to say, and I don't care about people saying, that's an elder. Man, he's getting excited. You better believe it. You better be glad that God is holding me up on this stage because if those cameras weren't there, I'd be moving around. And they wouldn't be able to keep up with me. But I want you to get this. So now we're going to go into the first one, which is the purpose of the marriage. I'm going to read some scriptures for you just to get you in the right context. So the scriptures I'm going to go to, open up your Bible. That's one of the other problems that we have. Get your Bible. Because I'm going to give you Bible this morning. I'm going to give you scriptures. I want you to walk along with me while I go through this thing. Because I don't want you to say, Mark made it up out of his own mouth. No, it's coming straight out of the Word of God. And that's what we're going to start with. So get your Bibles. I got time. Most of you got applications on your phone. Get it open. So let's go to a Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 and 28 is the first one I'm going to read. And then we're going to go to Genesis chapter 2, verse 15. But let me start with Genesis 1, 27 and 28. It says, so God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Verse 28, God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. Let's go to Genesis 2, 15, and I'm going to do 18 as well. So it says, the Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to work it. And take care of it. Jump down to verse 18. It says, the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. 
I will make a helper suitable for him. Now we're going to jump down to verse 22. I mean 24. I'm sorry. Down to verse 24. And it says, that is why a man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become one flesh. So I want you to get this. This picture of triangle shape where God is at the top, here's man and here's woman. This is the divine institution that God set up. And he even gave them the works to do. You read it. You heard me say it in Scripture. He told them that this creation that I established, I've given you full dominion over it. And he said, be fruitful and multiply. That's the works that you and I were supposed to do. Take the creation that God had established, and you and I are supposed to be working together, man and woman, side by side. Not me stepping on her head. It didn't say that. And see, I've missed some parts in here, but see, as you read the rest of this at home, you'll see that when God said that it's not good for man to be alone, and I'll make a helper. He made the helper out of what? The rib. The man's rib. I want you to read the rest of that. Otherwise, you'll miss it, men. You'll be thinking that the woman's underneath you, like as if God made it out of your foot. He didn't. He made it out of your rib. She stands right beside me. Wherever I go, spring goes. Wherever we're working for the Lord, she's working for the Lord. And that's why I want you to see this. You know, we had an excellent example up here earlier. Bob and his lovely wife. You know that. Bob and his wife, man, the way they work together. They don't have to be working about worrying about what one person's thinking, the other one. They're side by side, going all over the world, spreading the gospel. This is powerful. You see an example right in front of you, how it should be done, side by side. And when you see them, you don't see Bob stepping on her, pushing her around, pulling her around like she's a dog. No, he's saying she's beside me to do the Lord's work. This is what God set you and I up for. It's just making sense to you. I want you to get it because if you don't, you'll miss it. And there's one other thing God said to the man when he was creating everything. He created two trees, special trees. One was what? The tree of life. The second was what? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God said that's the only one you can't eat from. And the man did what? Went ahead and ate from it. Anyway. Now, here it is. I want you to get this because at the divine structure that I told you about, Brandon, God had it for you to live forever. He wanted you to live forever because, remember, he said you can eat from the tree of life, but you couldn't eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil or you would surely die. See, so that meant whatever state Adam and Eve was in was a divine state because they can live forever in that state. If you guys don't get that, you'll miss the next when we get over to potential. God set it up. It was already a divine state. Him, the man, the woman, this institution that he established was wonderful. And all we had to do was we could have lived forever if we would have just ate from the right tree, which brings us to the problem. We couldn't eat from the right tree. We had to go ahead and eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which brings us to the second step. And the second step is what? The problem. And I'm going to read some scriptures. Then I'm going to set the context for you. Here it is in scriptures, Genesis. We're staying in Genesis. We're in Genesis chapter 3, verse 22. The problem, here it is. The Lord says, now that we done ate from that tree, the Lord said that the man now has uh, become 
I mean, let me go back. The man has now become like one of us, knowing good and evil. He must not, I mean, we, um, he must not be able to reach out his hand and take also from the tree of life and eat and live forever. There it is, the man unlost it. We had lost our right to be able to live forever. Y'all see this. This is where it fell apart. The woman too. Then let's go to, uh, I want you to jump over to 1 Corinthians 7, verse 32 to 34. I'm just setting up the problem. The first thing, we done lost our right to be able to live forever. And then all of a sudden you go down to 1 Corinthians 7, 32, 34. It says, I would like you to be free from concern. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affair, how he can please the Lord. But a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world, how he can please his wife. And his interests are divided. An unmarried woman or virgin is concerned about the Lord's affair. Her aim is to be devoted to the Lord in both body and spirit. But a married woman is concerned about the affairs of this world, how she can please her husband. Then I want you to jump to James 4.1. James 4.1 starts out and it says, what causes fights and quarrels among you? Don't they come from your desires that battle within you? So here it is. After we done ate from that tree, we done, now we can see more. And all of a sudden, now there's a vacuum or a void between us and God. We had lost that connection to God that we originally had. Now you have God, you got man and woman, and there's this void between them. Now all of a sudden, all these decisions that we used to rely and know exactly how to perform, all of a sudden, now our eyes have been opened. There's a lot more in front of us than what used to be there. Now you and I don't know which one to choose. We're just walking through Brandon choosing stuff. And we don't even know that we're pick, picking up bad things. See, because before all we could see was the good things. But see, when we opened up our eyes, now all of a sudden there's something that you don't know what you're getting yourself into. It's like me dropping you in the middle of a field and there's landmines all over the place. And I ain't going to tell you where they're at. I just want you to walk around and try to get up out of that field. And the field stretches for miles. And there's landmines everywhere. And now you got to walk to get yourself out of that. I can guarantee you a lot of us are going to be getting stepping on some landmines. It's going to blow some things up. See, I'm going to step on the landmine of anger. I'm going to step on that landmine of racism. I'm going to step on that landmine of sexism. All the other kind of stuff that causes me and my wife to be at each other and not even realize that it ain't us. It's Satan who put the landmines out there. God didn't want you and I to be involved in that in the first place. But you and I had to go ahead because we wanted to be like God. We had to just taste that. And we tasted it. Now, all of a sudden, things are open. And we don't know how to get up out of this field. This field is crippled with disaster all around it. And you and I need to find out how do we get up out of this thing. And we're struggling. But this is how loving God is. God says, even though you did what you did, I forgive you. And I'm going to give you a way to get you back. And if you don't see this, you will never understand who Christ is, how Christ is the right one when we get over to potential. But if you don't see the problem, some of us like those landmines. Some of us like it at the house, bumping into each other. Anger. 
Well, you know what you said to me last year, this time on Mother's Day. You told me I ain't your mother. I shouldn't be taking you out. Now, all of a sudden, me and Spring are going at each other because I said you ain't my mother. So she's bringing it up a year later. And then I'll say, guess what? You still ain't my mother. And then all of a sudden, we're at each other, fighting over silly little things, fighting over money, kids, whatever it is. The house ain't big enough. I'm trying to please you. You don't have the right clothes. You don't have the right clothes. You don't look right. Your hair ain't done right. This ain't right. If you only had this, then I would be feeling much better. All this nonsense is running through. You and I don't know how to get over it. We're both stepping on landmines, bumping into each other, and then getting angry. Why are you running into me? See, because she's running from the same thing you're running from. All of the stuff that Satan is putting on us, making us running each other and looking silly in the process and taking something that God had established, the greatest institution. And you can tell me if you find another one, and I'll tell you it ain't greater than marriage. I'm telling you he established the greatest institution, and Satan is trying to make a mockery of it. But I'm telling you right now, Satan, for every house that's listening or can see me right now, that house is getting cleaned up by the love of God. You are no longer going to be in there. I want you all to get this. This, is, this may be the last time singing Oaks will let me preach. I don't care because there's enough street corners that God will say, go over to that corner. This person needs to hear it. See, you ain't going to confine me to no building or any thinking that you have. That's a landmine that you're stepping on, thinking you can control people. It ain't about control. See, God said that the woman wants to be what? A helper. To help what? Do the work of God. Not for me to control her. And even when it says that you're the head of the household, it don't mean that I walk around like a caveman, barking out orders. Ooh, ooh. Jane, come. Ooh, ooh. All that. No. It ain't that. God is telling me to be different with her. How to love her beside me. I hope you all are getting this. Because this is very important. For you and I to be able to see the God that we serve, he's a loving God. And then all of a sudden he said, now they're so mixed up, they don't know how to get out of that field. Nehemiah's going over everybody. And he said, I'm going to send my son down. Now we can get to the potential. See, that's how loving God is. He set it up, Mark, so you can get myself back. He says, so young man, everything that you were doing wrong with spring, I'm going to send you the perfect God. And he sent his son. And it says in Scripture, I want you to go, when we talk about potential now, there's two Scriptures I'm going to read. One of them's kind of long, but the other one's short, and you know it. But I don't know if you understand it. We're going to go to John 3.16. Everybody can quote it. It's even at basketball games, football games. I see this quote everywhere. Then use it. It says, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. There it is. Remember I said that we had what? The tree of life. That was one of the things that you and I had in the divine structure that God set up. The tree of life. God brought it back through his son. You and I can have eternal life all over again. Where we thought we lost it. God said, no. I'm going to allow this to come back. That you get connected with me. But it comes through my son. There is no other path. Don't think there's no basement, side door, no window, nothing. You ain't creeping up in this house. No, not God's house. You got to come through one way. His son, Christ. 
This is how you and I get our eternal life back. All of a sudden, the divine structure that he set up from the beginning is starting to come back into play. I hope you guys are seeing this and keeping up with me. If you don't, go look at the tape after Bo puts it on the internet. You guys know how you can go and look at it again. And I'm going to wipe my sweat. I know some of you out there said, man, he's sweating all over the place. It doesn't matter. You go to a basketball game and watch those guys sweat and don't say nothing. I'm doing the Lord's work right now. I told you I'm battling Satan. I'm supposed to be in sweating right now because Satan ain't no easy victory. But I know he is because God said in the word, I'm going to get to the second scripture. Just stay with me. God said what? All I have to do is submit to him and resist. And what? Satan will flee. That don't sound like a whole lot of fighting I have to do. All I have to do is submit to the Lord, resist, and Satan will flee. God didn't give me no 20 different steps to fight Satan with. He said, Mark, all you got to do is submit to me and then resist, and he got to run. There it is. That's how weak he is. Because the God, that's why that scripture says, what? Greater is he that is in me than he is in the world. Because the scripture says it. Because the love of God, the spirit of God that's inside of me is greater than anything that's out there. Any landmine that Satan can set up, it ain't going to have any effect on me. I hope you get this. Let's go to the second scripture. I know I got both saying, man, Mark, when are you going to get to it? I threw those other ones in there for free. Now we're going to go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 22 through 28. This is long. I want you to get it. Wives, submit yourselves to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. There it is. It says, as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. His body of which he is the Savior. Now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit to their husbands and everything. Husbands, don't fall asleep because this is you now. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word. I'm going to pause for a second. Stop it, Bo, because I want men to get this. It says, by washing her with water through the word. See, every time I try to use my own words to have a dialogue with Spring about something that's tough, man, it turns into a battle. Because God didn't say try to cleanse my wife with my own words. It says by what? The word. The word of God. See, if I use the word of God, now it's her fighting against God, not fighting against me. Just like when she uses the word on me. It's me fighting against God, not fighting against her. If you don't get this, man, you still are going to get done after I said all of this, letting God use me as a vessel to get the message to you. You're still going to sit there and say, did you hear what he said? He was talking about you. See, you done missed the whole message. It's the washing of the word. That's what it is. We got to use the word of God. I'm coming back, Bo. That's a commercial break I just threw in there for a quick second. Now we're going to come back. It says here, and to present, he went, it said to, at verse 27, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. And this way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. So I'm going to tell you this, uh, men. If you ever walk up to me and want to talk about, when I say, hey, how's it going, you and your wife, and you want to talk about your wife in a bad way or something like that, you got the wrong thing. 
Because God said, I'm telling you right now, I'm just saying, you don't love your body. Because Scripture says that you ought to love your wife the same way you love your body. See, maybe that's the problem. Maybe some of us men don't even love our own bodies. That's why women, it's hard for us to love you. Because we don't even love ourselves. We're struggling with that. See, you asking us to do something we can't even do for ourselves. See, that's a struggle that we may have. I know some men may be getting mad about this, but it don't matter. That's Satan just trying to get them upset. I'm talking real because, see, I'm a man. I can say this. I know how we think. And what we go through. But see, now I want you to get the divine structure to set up. Oh, man, it's back again. There's God. There's Christ. And then there's what? The church. And the church replaces the woman, which is what? The, the wife or the bride. You heard the church being the bride of Christ. And over here is Christ who is replacing who? Adam. See, this is where you and I got to get this. But Christ actually did it. He came and didn't fail. He went and did what he had to do till the end. He stayed with the word of God till the very end. So that's why God is saying to every one of us, and I want everybody to single, to get this too. This is not just about man and wife and husband and all that. Anybody to single. you got to be married to Christ. See, Christ is the replacement of Adam. Christ is the only way that you're going to get to the Father. So before Spring even talks about being with me or me talking about being with Spring, both of us have to have a relationship with Christ. If we have a relationship with Christ, now all of a sudden when Spring and I decide to say, hey, this is bone of my bone. I want to have a relationship with her and marry her. God, we want to do all of the work that we're going to do in your name together, that her and I side by side. Now, all of a sudden, you have a much lovely relationship going on. See, so everybody that's single that says, Mark, do you think I'm ready to get married yet? I always say, are you married to Christ yet? And if you're married to Christ, then tell me how you're doing with your brothers and sisters. If you got brothers and sisters in the body of Christ you're angry with, you ain't spoke with, you ain't ready. Because, see, the other thing is, in a marriage, it's just another little small circle of everything that's supposed to happen in the body. See, if I can't do it in the marriage... How am I going to do it in the body? If I can't do it in the body, I can't do it in the marriage. So before I got married this spring, if I still got hang-ups, Brandon, over silly little things, I was still mad, fighting people with all kind of silly stuff, guess what's going to happen? When she comes in, I'm going to fight with her over those same things because I never let Christ cleanse me. See, but the one thing that's beautiful about a man and woman that's together is the fact that you get a chance to practice the Word of God. Does this make sense to you? You get the chance to practice. Now when Spring and I come in here, we ought to be able to show you that God is working both of us. So Spring and I should be able to tell people, there's a landmine there. There's one there because Christ is pointing it out to us. Not that there's something special about Spring and I other than the fact that we have a relationship with Christ. And Christ is showing us how to get back to the Father without destroying ourselves. Now, all of a sudden, you got eternal life is back. Now, you got your vision back. Your vision is back because you see through the eyes of Christ. Now, every time I walk on this field that has landmines all over the place, I can see the landmines that Satan has put down. Bob, you're going to have to follow me a little bit. I'm getting ready to close. I know people out there saying, hey, your 25 minutes is over. Forget it. That's your landmine. I'm getting ready to close this thing, but I want you to see. That the focus that God has put on us is through his eyes that I can see now clear. Now all of a sudden that divine structure is back in place. God is there. Christ is there. And there it is. The body of Christ is there. All of us. 
living out the way God originally intended this thing. We all have eternal life now that has been restored. And we all have what? Our vision that has been restored. But the only way you're going to get the eternal life and the vision is to have your relationship with who? Christ. Do you guys get that? Hey, I just got it that I can bring my wife to this extra time that you're going to see. It ain't mine. This is God working. So he said I can bring my wife up. Spring, come on up here. This is one time she can't try to disrupt me and stop me. God said, you're going to be part of it now. Yes, he's laughing at it. So I know some of y'all said, man, Spring, how do you put up with that man? He's crazy. And she'll tell you, yeah, he's crazy before. But now he's crazy for Christ. So it's a different man. It ain't the same one. Yes, he's still crazy, marching around the house. See, y'all get to see this little bit of time right now. She has to live with it 24-7. And that's okay, though, because the God that I serve, I'm telling you. I'm telling Satan, you got to get out of every marriage. And guess what? A singing oaks, if you see me coming, I ain't going to be bowing down, scared anymore to bring up stuff to tell you that Satan is having havoc in your household. I'm coming straight at it. And if they say, man, it's too much, this guy has too much, then forget it. Because I'm going to keep on coming. <laughs> I ain't stopping. Spring is, Spring's not mic'd up. She can't say anything. Okay, she'll just be beside me. But I just want y'all to get this. One of the things I'm going to tell you, I know we got visitors and others that are out there, folks that may be here and says, man, I got to know more about that God. I got to know more about Christ. I want to know who that, um, who that is, the Savior. I know there's people that want to know who that is. And see, we always do this. I know we're not here all together. But if you're out there and you know that you want to know more about that God, you want to know more about who Christ is and how Christ can work in your life. This is your time. All you have to do is go to our website, Singing Oaks website. You can call somebody. We will make certain that we get somebody connected in with you to be able to teach you and dialogue with you about this man called Christ. Because when you get Christ into your life, it's a whole different story. See, this ain't no act. This is one that Spring would tell you. She knows all the things, the landmines that I stepped on. I'm going to tell you just a story real quick. And Spring's going to say, oh, Mark, you can't do that. I can do whatever God is telling me to do right now. Bo said, I'm going to tell you this right now. It says, there was when our youngest son. I'm going to tell you about me just a little bit because I want you to see the man God has brought to you. When our youngest son was getting ready to graduate from high school, Spring is one of the, Spring is, <laughs> I can laugh now. I couldn't laugh before. But Spring is a serious entrepreneur. Spring can lay out $20,000, $30,000 and lose it and then just say, oh, well, ah, uh -uh. no, no, Mark's like this. You give me a nickel. I'm going to hold on to that nickel until it turns into a quarter. That's how much I will hold on to money and stuff. And it's not because I'm greedy or anything like that. It's just that I don't want to be without it, you know, because I know you need it in this society. So now you got the opposite end, somebody that can spend Easy, with no problem. And somebody that to hang on until Christ comes back. And I was so fed up with her ability to just spend and do it so easy in her investments. And take a loss and then just look at me and smile. No, no, there ain't no smiling. This is a time for a fight. I ain't talking about a regular fight, an argument. I ain't talking about no hitting. I want you to get this. See, I got to always be careful because there's some men out there that is not right. I ain't talking about no physical stuff. I'm talking about just your mouth. And then all of a sudden, God was able to reveal to me. 
who I really was through his son Christ. And when Christ got a hold of me, all of a sudden all that money and everything else meant nothing to me anymore. It was about the fact that you love your wife like Christ loved the church. He asked me those tough questions. Christ, when he got inside, see, Christ would examine you. It was nothing about spring. See, I did try that. Y'all remember when Adam got into trouble? I took a lesson from Adam. When Adam got in trouble, when God said, Adam, where are you? Is that woman? Y'all remember that? So I tried it. Mark, why are you stumbling? What are you getting angry about? Is that woman? See, I took a playbook from Adam. But God said, Adam tried it, and it didn't work. It ain't going to work with you. What's wrong with you inside? And God got me to be able to see that I was wrong. Christ started to work with me. And then all of a sudden, he changed me. I'm getting ready to stop. I know spring is over me. And then all of a sudden, that man, God just worked me. and got me to see that I was incorrect. My whole thinking was wrong. And then all of a sudden, he put me back that I could stand beside my wife the way I'm supposed to. No anger, no frustration, no nothing. See, Satan's out of my household. I know it works. So y'all can sit there any, any way you want to and say that, no, it's over. I'm telling you it's not over until God says it's over. I'm hoping this is making sense. I'm back to the invitation. Anyone out there that wants to come to Christ and know more about Christ, you make sure you go to our website. You can look up any numbers on there, and you call us, and we'll get you a person. And if you got to the point right now where you're saying, man, I'm ready to even be baptized, your spirit has got me to the point where I'm ready. We'll be back here tonight. All you got to do is go to our website, talk to somebody. They will call and get us back up here, and we'll baptize. I'll do it. I ain't scared of no coronavirus and all that. No. Baptism's way above any of that. So if you're at that point, you still make this happen. Don't make no excuse. You go ahead and stand right side of your wife or your husband and stand strong. And if you're a single person, you stand strong with the other brothers and sisters in the body of Christ. Yep, so I'm going to say that we're done at this point, and we're going to pray our way out. And I want to say thank you. Thank you for the time, brothers and sisters. We love you, and may God continue to bless your household. Let's go in prayer. Father God, we want to thank you once again for allowing us this time. Father, thank you for everything that you've done within spring of my life to be able to get us to see what it really means to be a man and woman of God, to be able to walk, God, with you, and to be able to understand who you are, God, and to uh, continue to allow all of us to work together as brothers and sisters to show us, Father, that our relationship with Christ is the thing that we need to work on, and when we're married to Christ, we will be able to do anything else that comes in our lives. You have put that institution back in place where you are there and your son is there in replace of Adam, and then the church of Christ is there too, as the body of Christ, as the bride. Allow us to be the best bride we can be. We love you. It's in Jesus' name that we pray and ask all things. Amen.